everyone. Welcome back to It's All Light. I'm your host, Natalie Baugh. And today I'm so excited. I have a dear friend with me, Simona Love. Hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so Simona and I met on my mission. She is from Zeleningrad, Russia. And I worked in Young Women's and she was one of the young women in Zeleningrad, my first area on my mission. And we became fast friends and have been friends ever since. Yes, I remember that I just loved your curly hair and that was like the first thing that like distinguished you from everyone else. I was like, oh my god, she's gorgeous. <laughs> you were all you always are just the kindest, sweetest person. And today we'll dive in deeper to what she's passionate about, but and hint, she exemplifies this trait so well. And I cannot wait to learn from Seema. So her name's Simona, but we call her Seema. Yeah. Yeah, I often tell people that, oh, it's like Simba without B, and that's easier to remember. Yeah, it, it kind of is, yeah. So, and her maiden name is Yeroshova. I think it's a beautiful yeah, name. Was, yeah, Yeroshova. And, Yeroshova. Uh, it was fun to be Yeroshova, but uh, it was harder for people to Pronounce. say and remember. <laughs> so, being Simona Love is great. <laughs> yeah, she got married. How long ago did you get married, Sima? Um, almost six months ago. Six months ago, and she married yeah. Mr. Love. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're such a fun couple. And how did you meet again? Um, it was actually it's a really funny story. I I never wanted to use like online dating apps. My friend was just like, "Come on, let's do it. It's gonna be fun. Swipe again." And I was like, "Shame, bad. That sounds fun." So I did it, and um, so I completed my profile, and it needs a couple of days to get verified. So I kind of forgot about. It for a couple of days and then i just got a dm from him on instagram from kate and love saying hey i saw a mutual would you like to go out and i was like oh mutual works fast sure so technically Aww. he is the first person i met mutual even before i started swiping that's amazing <laughs> wait i wish we all had luck like yours <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's so lucky. fun well <laughs> i love that so tell us a little bit about zeleningrad for our listeners here to get to know you better oh yeah the zeleningrad is a an official part of Moscow, but at the same time, it's kind of physically not part of it, uh, which is great because we get <laughs> free transportation to Moscow. Not free, but it's cheap. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like this secluded place with a lot of trees. It's very mm -hmm. green. And yeah, I love it. <laughs> it. Yeah. Zeleningrad means green city. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I That was my first introduction to Russia where I first lived and I loved that little city so much mm -hmm. and especially the people there. It's an amazing branch filled with just like people like Seema, just great, amazing people. Mm -hmm. So anything else about yourself that I you think people would love to know? I mean, you're you're more unique than all my listeners. All my other listeners have been from America and you're from Russia. Like you bring so much to the table, like different background and perspective. I can't mm -hmm. wait to dive in more, but tell us a little bit more about you. Um, okay, well, I'm passionate about a lot of things, as you guys will hear probably in this podcast. <laughs> but um, I guess one of my main passions is art. This is what I'm studying. Oh, she's the um, best artist. Literally <laughs> so talented. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love illustration and I love animation and I hope to work in visual development. Yeah, animation I'll day. post her Instagram and her art Instagram so you guys can follow and see her beautiful illustrations. She's so <laughs> talented. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Thank you. And you have your parents and they still live in Russia and then a brother, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, they're still in Russia, but they moved to St. Petersburg. Oh, yeah, they moved to St. Petersburg. We'll have to go visit. Take me with you when you go back. <laughs> Yay. When, when the world 
becomes more peaceful over there, unfortunately. Yes. yes. But, um, so Seema, you have a few things you're passionate about. Tell us a little bit more about those few things and then we'll dive into the first one. Okay. Um, so yeah, I would say the main thing, um, how I can kind of summarize it all is I love making an impact in the world that is good and I love making it kind of global and meaningful. Mm. So yeah, I'm really passionate about charity, meaning not only, you know, um, characteristic charity, but also just donating money to uh, whatever cause you believe is important and meaningful Mm. and um, living in such a way that leaves um, a positive impact on the world rather than negative, which means like environmental sustainability and, you know, things like that. Yeah. When you said environmental sustainability, I was so curious to know what that means and what that looks like for you. So this will just be the first segment because then we'll jump into charity because I've been studying that and I'm so excited to hear Mm. your thoughts. But tell us a little bit more about your passion for environmental sustainability. Uh, Okay. Um, Oh my gosh, there's so many things to environmental sustainability. And I guess I can start with like the motivation for it. Yeah. And I believe that of course, like it's it's good to um, live environmentally sustainable life uh, because we care about our grandchildren and what kind of world they will live in. Um, but also, I believe that we can even overcome this kind of um, consequence-based motivation and be sustainably friendly just because it's the right thing to do. It's a mm. it's a divine thing to do to treat the whole earth as it it's a living creature with a soul and with the right to be treated well Mm, i think that's beautiful our earth really is a living beautiful thing and the more we take care of it the better it will be for generations to come amen Mm -hmm. so what are Mm -hmm. ways that you you do this and incorporate this Mm -hmm. into your life Mm -hmm. actually there are so many ways and i'll mention it more uh, at the end because actually many things you can do to live more environmentally sustainable life will also save you money which you then can use for charity i <laughs> it's love a great it combination. it all works yes okay yeah. i can't wait to hear more about those so mm-hmm. now tell us a little bit more about charity and how you grew this passion in your life mm-hmm. okay um Ever since I was a child, I always knew I will donate to charity when I grow up. I will Mm. be like, when I have my own house, I will like, and you know, I will be taken care of. I will just set aside like extra 10% from my wage and just give it to charities every month. And I was so excited about it. And then, you know, it was just like a dream. Wow. I guess become true in the future. But then things kind of changed when um, I remember... There, I don't know, just like in recent couple of years, many things have happened in the world that made it necessary for people to donate to charities. I remember mm-hmm. um, even, so as you guys know, I'm from Russia, but I'm actually half Ukrainian. My mom's side is all from Ukraine. And when the war started over there in February last year, uh, it was a big thing. And even before that, I remember there is also some big refugee um not conflicts was where the big refugee like groups um, or uh, communities yes a lot of refugee communities even before that and i kind of started to get into that 
into charity a little bit then i was like oh my gosh these refugees need help right now and i started yeah. i remember distinctly i was like okay i want to donate and i was like what can i donate that is like i can spare and i was like seven dollars i can spare seven dollars so i remember i would like donate seven dollars to different charities like rescue.org um or other like a couple i don't know maybe every month or something i started doing that mm-hmm. and then that's awesome after, <laughs> thank you and i because i was like ah i can spare that and then when the war started and there are all these ukrainian refugees that need help right now i was like no mm. like i can't wait until i'm like have my house and taking care of i need to start doing charity right now because they need help right now mm. and i remember i started increasing slowly increasing the amount i was donating so like i then i was doing ten dollars per month and then i was doing 15 and 20 and wow. um and then i was like well um i can do it on my own but i need to include other like invite other people so that together we can make a bigger am- impact so i started doing little fundraisers through like my art and other things and You're this amazing. way yeah oh, thank you <laughs> and this way i was like able to raise more and as i was doing this i just realized that like you don't have to wait for the future you don't have to um mm. say i i will develop this habit in when i'm middle-aged like you can start developing um habit of donating to charities when you're young and you don't have to start big you can start at seven or three dollars or whatever and as you do it more and more you'll be more and more comfortable with that oh, and i love that make more and more impact oh i love that when when i first read that you wanted to talk about charity my mind went to just like the christ-like attribute but the more <laughs> the more we talk about it in this light the more it's like they could be synonymous like the mm-hmm. pure love of Christ is serving and caring for others and doing all we can to give and love. Um, I want, I'm so glad we're talking about this because this is something mm-hmm. I want to increase in my life, especially when the war broke out. I was like, how can I give? Who can I give to? Because I have been so blessed with my life and I can't imagine what they're going through over there. And I just want, like, I have things to give, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I have a job, I'm not starving, I have a place to live, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, like you were saying, like, I don't need to have so much to give. I can just give what I can right now. So mm-hmm. I love that you brought that up. And I think at the end, we can talk about two those different places you would recommend donating to. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's good to verify and also mm-hmm. know, know what your money's going to be put for, I think is helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but why, why do you think you care about this so much? Like you said, it started from a young age. And I know me knowing you, you are just so loving and so caring to everyone. But how can others develop this type of passion for charity? Um, I, I believe everything meaningful starts on a very spiritual, transcendental or emotional or whatever people call it level. Um, and actually, I'm in a really cool class right now. And you're reading a lot of philosophers. And one of them said, really cool quote uh, i'm gonna paraphrase it it's his name is leopold and in his essay called the land ethics which is also on an environment he mentioned he said this um and i'm not gonna say it the way he said it but it was something along the lines with um any meaningful change has, that has ever happened in the world started with the change in people's perspectives uh, motivations and 
priorities. So mm. basically he said that everything meaningful that we change on the outside starts on the inside. So yeah, I believe that mm, all these things like caring for people in other countries that we've never seen or caring for environment that you can kind of see that he needs help, but not really yet. Uh, it can all start with uh, just um, accepting that if you don't see it and if it doesn't impact your life uh, directly, doesn't mean that it doesn't matter. And mm -hmm. um, that every living creature on the whole earth and on even a non-living creature is important to God and that if it's important to God, it should be important to you because we're trying to be like him. And mm. yeah, so this uh, turning outward and not only caring about your life, but also everything, everyone and everything else. Wow. And that's what charity is, right? Looking, <laughs> looking yeah. outward. I think one of my favorite talks was in the MTC. They would play a Sunday night movie or they would play Characters of Christ by Elder Bednar. And mm -hmm. It's like really hard to find online. Like I've tried to search for it, but he just talks about Christ's character was always looking outward toward others and Christ embodies mm -hmm. charity. And when we're mm -hmm. doing that, then we start to think about charities that we can donate to or be a part of or go serve more at, at different mm -hmm. centers. But I also love to remind myself there was a conference talk and it was like, yeah, that's great that you went and did a humanitarian trip across the world, but walk across the street and serve your neighbor, you know, like mm -hmm. I love humanitarian trips and I hope to do more of them in my life, but like give what you can right now. Like you don't have to put in a ton of money to go across the world. You can literally make dinner for your neighbor and take it to her. Um, and that's another form of, of giving in this, in mm -hmm. these charity, in this way of charity. Sorry, that didn't really make sense in a no, charitable <laughs> way. Sometimes I get talking yeah. and I'm like, wait, that made no sense. But Seema, what is, do you have an example or a story regarding charity and how it impacted your life? Um, actually, as you were saying uh, things about Christ, I did have a, I guess, a story in mind, but it's not about me, it's about Christ. Let's hear it. Uh, <laughs> I just remember that uh, the way Christ served people wasn't in the way most often, or sometimes, I don't know, it wasn't in a way that he wanted them to be served, but it was the way they needed to be served. And let me explain what I mean. For example, uh, he sees this leper and Christ knows that like what that this leper and like his life are not as important as his spirit and soul. And like, I, I guess in my mind, I'm thinking that probably Christ would like look at this leper and be like, oh, I wish I could just like tell them that like, oh, just believe in God. And when you die, everything's going to be fine. And uh, just, you know, just live a good life. And this is, I guess, what he, the way he wanted them to, uh, to serve them. But still, he did it the way they needed it. So mm -hmm. he would heal the lepers, even though he knew that it may be in the eternity this healing probably wouldn't play as much of a um, importance as, you know, conversion or increased faith, but he mm. still healed them because this is what they needed. And um, I think this is 
this exemplifies how we should serve because I feel like sometimes we uh, we have good intentions, like we want to serve, but then we mm-hmm. do it in a way that we want to do it. For example, like I yeah. don't want to shame anyone, but <laughs> I just remember I just uh, we want I went on a double date to do like a service project, and I was like so excited. I was like, oh, it's service. I like service. And then we got there, and the service was there were these blankets, and we would just cut them on the sides and then tie them into knots. And I was, and I just could not understand how will this help these people because it, we weren't even tying the blankets together. It was just one blanket, and we were just tying knots. And I <laughs> could not understand because usually, like the way the reason you tie them in knots is to connect a couple of blankets so that they can be warmer. But we weren't even doing that, so it decreased the size of a blanket technically. And oh, no. what good did you? It just mm. made us feel good, like oh, we are serving. Mm. And I feel like sometimes we do that kind of service. We're like, mm-hmm. we do service that uh, we're like, oh, I did it with my own hands. I saw the person I helped. Mm. And maybe that's why it's sometimes it's harder to do international service and donate to other countries when people need help a lot more than maybe your neighbor that you brought cookies for. Like, And I don't want to say that bringing cookies to your neighbor is a bad service. It's It's still good service. But just compared to the impact you could make mm. with the same effort in another country is just... It's crazy how big of an impact you can make, actually. Putting some more time and resources toward that. Mm-hmm. So, and, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I just wanted to say that uh, we don't see the result. We don't see the person we helped. And maybe that's why we don't do it. Sometimes I think mm. it's less valid than doing something with your own hands. I don't know. No, I think that's totally a good point. And I've totally grown up doing those little service projects and you said blanks i'm like oh yeah i think everyone's done that at least once or twice (laughs) no it yeah every little drop counts but i totally agree with you in the sense that like i feel like for me i want to take that extra step and learn about the needs and like anywhere in the world and how you can do more meaningful service that that will Mm -hmm. leave a bigger impact you know like i think with like homeless people on the streets too were encouraged not to give things to them in a sense because there's systems in place. There's there are home homeless shelters and they have tons of food and resources. But these people, like some people even fake it because they can make a lot of money asking for money on the side of the road. And for me, my parents kind of taught me maybe not money, but give them food or drink. So mm-hmm. I used to have like little packs in my car of like granola bars and a water bottle, which I think mm-hmm. that would be a good activity too, just to give people some sustenance Mm -hmm. as they are going through whatever they're going through but how do you go about finding charities to donate to more on like a a global a global view there's Mm -hmm. always different service we can do here but looking outward globally what resources have you found that have been helpful to find what charities you want to give to Mm -hmm. uh yeah i feel like it all starts with uh what is important to us for example I started it. I wanted to help people in Ukraine. So uh, research is always a great start for that. Mm-hmm. So I did some research, uh, what charities did what, and which churches did I want to donate to. And I found a couple that I thought were really good. And I just focused on them. And it was, uh, so one of them actually was organized by my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a member church from Ukraine and she used to live in Provo but after the war started she literally left her life here went to Ukraine started a charity there and that like helps people with whatever they need so they just have find a community oh actually how they started they just 
hosted refugees in their church building and mm. just made them food. And this is how they started. But then they actually started um, buying big packs of like medical supplies and water and bringing it to uh, nearby communities that needed it. So I started donating the ch- that charity. And then I also found another in uh, nearby countries uh, next to Ukraine Mm -hmm. that were hosting refugees there. And I I was like, yeah, I I wish I was in that country helping them. I can't, Mm -hmm. so I'll send them money. And I found a couple of charities in different countries like Georgia and et cetera. Yeah. And and this is how it started. (laughs) I'll get that that information from you and post it in our show notes. So if you Mm -hmm. want to donate, um, we would accept all donations. Mm -hmm. and. I am excited too. Like I, I have never really thought about like giving a monthly percentage, but I mean, I think that is such a great place to start and it doesn't have to be much at first. Like do what you can, but I'll post that information. So if you want to join me and Seema and, and trying to be more charitable in your life, like, like Seema said, you might not see the direct person or result, but you can be assured knowing that it is going somewhere good. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, what other charities have you donated to before? How did you find them? I'm just curious to know more about this passion of yours and how it's grown. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, actually, it's a really good question because I feel like a lot of people don't donate because they're afraid that these charities are not legit or they're going to, like, I don't know, not use money very well. Mm-hmm. So it's important to put in research so that when you're donating, you can be confident that it will go to the cause. Yeah. And you can, you know, have peace of mind. Um, so yeah, I, for the smaller ones that I mentioned before, uh, yeah, I just did some research and I knew that they were legit because people were sharing and their Instagrams, they posted everything they did and people were supporting them in comments. So like I could, I could tell that a lot of people see what they do and, um, I could see what they do. And, uh, sometimes when you like, can't really see, or like find out it that way it's safer to just donate to bigger charities uh that are you know internationally accepted and that have been around for a long time mm-hmm. they are always a good option uh so for example before ukraine uh, i remember there were refugees from afghanistan and this is when i said that i started donating like seven dollars and i remember that i was donating to uh, international rescue committee or rescue.org uh, they are a very big charity and they take care of multiple crises across the world simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So they help both Afghanistan refugees and Ukraine refugees and I think now even Iranian refugees. Wow. Uh, they are a good organization. Another big one is called World Vision. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they are Christian based mm-hmm. and they also like just, you know, do whatever is needed in the world and focus on like different things. They're also very big and um, trustworthy charity. And yeah, and there are like some others that you yeah. can just Google and find on like charity.org. There are like lists of good charities. If you just do some research, you will find for sure something that feels meaningful and trustworthy. I love that. I also am remembering, if you're a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, on the tithing slip, you can make mm-hmm. charitable donations. And it used to be mm-hmm. categorized in different subjects, but I think now it all just goes to the one thing. But I think there was a conference talk in it, too, just talking about how our church uses funds for charities. And mm-hmm. I worked for the 
International Center for Law and Religious Studies at BYU Law School, and we got to take a tour, um, I think, with Sharon Eubank, who's over some humanitarian efforts in the church, and just hearing them talk about it, like, I knew our church helped with things, and and the more mm-hmm. those little, like, helping hand vests, but they went into a little bit more detail of all the things and resources our church is doing and giving. Mm-hmm. So if, I think for me, that's a good place to start too. But when you're looking up these um, other charities to donate to, what are some things you look forward to verify that they're refutable? Is that the mm-hmm. word? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, uh, there is a website. I don't know. I think it's called charity.org. Okay. And it just like... Um, it's an organization that keeps track of charity organizations and like what they do. And uh, you can find lists, for example, you can like Google charities to donate to, to help Ukrainian refugees. And then like, you can find a good website that has a list. And usually if charities make it into these kind of lists, it means that they're verified and they're trustworthy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, also I'm, an advocate for donating to small charities too because bigger ones they help where uh you know they can see a lot of help is needed but you know they can't reach into every little town they can't reach into every little place that needs help Mm. so i also like donating to some smaller charities like with uh, the ukrainian crisis like i mentioned uh clean foundation which is organized by my friend uh that i mentioned before yeah and with those um it's always good to check out their social media and what people comment because if social media is good in a sense that it's hard to hide secrets there. Mm. So uh, if a charity is not reliable, you will probably see it by that they don't post a lot or people comment that like, oh, don't trust them or kind of thing. But yeah, if they post what they do, if people are supporting them, they're probably good. Mm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am curious to know more your thoughts on why should others know about this? Mm. I, you know, you mean why people should uh, like major charities in, in the world? Yeah. And also like, like the point of the podcast is to help uplift people and learn about these passions mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and hopefully kind of resonate with some of these passions. But I feel like this one. I think if more people gave it, I mean, it would just make the world a better place. So mm-hmm. I kind of yeah. want to hear your thoughts on why should others okay. know about giving to charities and how that impacts mm-hmm. your life. And and oh, you've yeah. already talked a lot about how donating really does make a difference in these people's lives and with mm-hmm. resources. But I want to hear a little bit more about just the why behind it all. Okay. Yeah. So like, like you said, just right now, first reason why it's important is because you will help people and um helping people and making sure people are taken care of and not only people you know you know maybe if you're very passionate about environment donating to environment environment based charities is also mm-hmm. a good thing um so yeah it will help which is good <laughs> but also i feel like another thing that is very important with this mindset and not only you know action but also mindset mm-hmm. is it really helps you cuz um a lot of my friends are right now going through this um, early twenties environment, um, not an early twenties existential crisis, where they're rethinking their um, purpose of life. Mm. And and I'm just seeing how important it is to not base um, your 
purpose of life in things that are fleeting in uh, material wow. things especially because I feel like a lot of people uh, kind of do that and they're like mm. oh I'm happy if I'm taken care of if I have money for everything I need and if I have money for what I want and like it's it's not a bad mindset like it's good to be taken care of but if you make your life's uh, purpose centered on something that is so unstable mm it's not going to be good for you, especially if you're struggling. And I believe that donating to charities and making sure that you're doing a good, doing good in the world, making that your purpose of life will really help you mentally too, because, uh, yeah, yeah. As I said, it's more stable because you can always do something good. If you can't donate, you you can still help someone. And if you, you know, if you can't donate, you can still leave a, like, environmentally sustainable life, which was also a good thing. And just, like, not focusing on your happiness will make you even more happy because you'll be more focused on the outside. So I, I believe it helps you when you do that. Mm, I believe that too I think I mean my mission was probably the happiest time in my life definitely the hardest too but it's because we were giving every day and serving Mm -hmm. every day Mm -hmm. and it's been hard to replicate that but the more we talk about it the more we focus on it the more we can make it a part of our our lives thank you Mm -hmm. Seema Mm -hmm. so before we do our uplifting takeaways let's talk about how to live an environmentally sustainable life Okay, yeah, that's a good transition because, as I mentioned before, uh, if you can't donate, you can at least, you know, live a sustainable life. Start somewhere, and, <laughs> right? And actually, when you live a sustainable life, you will have more money because <laughs> a lot of things uh, mm. that you can do environment will save you money. Um, uh, some won't, but some will. And I'll take about those that will. Um, so, for mm-hmm. example, I um, one thing that I noticed when I moved to America uh, compared to Russia, is that America was, um, I don't know how to explain it, not more capitalistic, but I don't know, it was more focused on buying than I feel like I saw people in Russia. Mm-hmm. And I guess because people in Russia are just more poor in general than people in America, <laughs> maybe that's why they don't like buy as much. But I just uh, noticed that people, um, here and I, and I don't want to trash America. I love America, <laughs> but there is this thing that people in America buy a lot and throw away a lot, which is bad for two reasons. First, because by buying you support uh, a lot of factories that are bad for environment, and second, by throwing away, it's gonna end up in a landfill. So mm-hmm. first thing I wanted to say is buy less, and a good rule is one in one out, meaning. If you want to buy something, for example, I want to buy a new skirt. I will not buy a new skirt until I one of my skirts is completely new. Like it has like, uh, or for example, I will not buy a new makeup product until I finish another one. So mm-hmm. keeping the same amount in your house by only buying when you, you know, have to have to throw away something or lose something is a good rule. So it will save you money. <laughs> mm. um, let me think also just making sure you're frugal when it comes to water and electricity uh it will save you a little bit of money 
but still it's a good thing to do to make sure you know you're um you're not taking like too long of a showers or you're turning off water when you're brushing your teeth or even like i don't know if your shower is dripping just put like a bucket under it so that you can collect this water and i don't know what are your plants with it or something mm-hmm. and making sure that you turn off lights when you don't need them uh, unplug appliances when you don't need them because if you keep things plugged even if you don't use them uh, they still waste a little bit of energy and i think it's called phantom power so it's better to unplug things when you don't use them good to know i'm i <laughs> Honestly, my landlord in Russia, one of our apartments, always asked us to do that. And me and my commander were like, what? That doesn't make sense. But it makes sense. It, it's true. Unplug your yeah. appliances when you're not using them. Yeah. And these just like a couple examples I mentioned uh, that will save money and are better for the environment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to learn more about sustainability for the environment. There's a, a new team at work called the Green Team. And it's just some people who are passionate about about helping our earth and so they mm-hmm. have stopped printing out flyers for meetings it's all like yeah, chronic yeah. and uh-huh. we always make sure lights are off and we're gonna do like a contest who can carpool to work together and mm-hmm. like I am I sit in their meetings sometimes and I'm just learning so much and we're not buying plastic products anymore we're all using our own bowls and washing our dishes and things like that instead so it's it's really cool to learn more about this and like you said, how it opens us up to have more, maybe even more time or resources to give mm-hmm. to others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely. love that. Seema, you're so smart. And I, I honestly didn't know you were passionate about environmental sustainability, but I love hearing your thoughts about it and, mm-hmm. and where that comes from. In conclusion of this episode, let's talk about just an uplifting takeaway that you think people can benefit from. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I feel like charity is uplifting in general, but <laughs> oh, totally. But if I uh, can say something, is uh, one good and interesting fact is that um, if you donate internationally, coming back to charity, you will actually make more of an impact than if you donated into America. Mm-hmm. That's an that's an interesting thing, but because of um, the way dollar is in the you know as a currency in the world for example uh in america for four dollars you can buy i don't know this many gallons of milk and if you have the same amount of dollars in ukraine for example you can buy more gallons of milk for the same Mm -hmm. amount of money so um when you donate internationally you're actually making more impact just because the dollar amount yeah and that's like an interesting fact but it's true yeah oh I love that um for me I feel like my uplifting takeaway is just to 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 have conversations about this with my friends and start asking oh do you donate to any charities if so like which ones would you donate to and just Mm -hmm. and make it more of a conversation Uh, I I have a Mm -hmm. group of friends too that goes and does some service projects too and and they just go help at the soup kitchen and different things like that. But just mm-hmm. just being a little bit more aware of how I can increase charity in my life and mm-hmm. then be more charitable, too. Um, on the form you filled out, there were a few more things that I want to share that you shared with us. And wh- just questions to kind of ask yourself. What stops you from donating to charities and how can you overcome those obstacles? And then just how the dollar makes more of an impact. You already talked about that. And then you already talked about ideas how to save money and be able to donate 
And I just want to kind of reiterate something we talked about earlier. Just it doesn't have to be much. Just start somewhere. And like Seema said, like, I think I had the same mentality, too. It's like, oh, yeah, when I'm older and have a good foundation and I'm, my needs are taken care of, then I can give more and be more charitable. But like my needs are taken care of now. I may not be flourishing in money and probably never will, but I have I have what I I have enough for what I need. And then the extra, like you said, even help the environment more. Stop buying more things and get rid of more things, maybe to charities and donate that way. But then also just stop buying as much and put that money toward toward people who need it more than I do. Mm hmm. Yeah, and actually, oh, I've remembered another big thing I wanted to mention. Yes, please. Uh, it's another way to be more sustainable and save money. And I just came up with this recently, and I'm so proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like, as, uh, as I said, uh, as you said, actually, Natalie, uh, instead of just throwing away, try to just donate or repurpose, reuse. Uh, reusing is a big thing of in environmental sustainability. And buying secondhand is a good is a really good thing mm. so one thing i came up with is for example if you want something um i don't know a new pair of jeans and instead of just going and buying them where you're used to buying them you go there or i mean you look it up online how much it costs for example let's say you it's 30 dollars to buy a new pair of jeans but instead you go and buy them secondhand and secondhand, they'll be like $7, let's say. So this way you're saving like uh, how much? $23. Mm -hmm. And now you have a pair of jeans that you bought sustainably. And you have these $23 that you didn't spend that you can donate to charity. So you'll take the difference between what it would have been if you bought a new thing mm. uh, versus what you actually bought uh, secondhand. And then you donate the difference. And this way you still get what you want. And... Uh, and you donate to charity at the same time. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love it. On that note, everyone, just think a little bit more about this in your life. How can you be more environmentally sustainable? Or how, yeah, I think that's how you word it, environmentally sustainable. And how you can be more charitable in your life. And remember that you can just start small. And Seema's a great resource if you have questions. I'll post those charities that Seema's passionate about and that I am too especially with the world and the refugees over in Ukraine and Russia right now. So I'll post those in the show notes. Please look into them and maybe find one too that you're passionate about and, and just put aside some money every month and, and shop less. It's hard. As she was saying that, I was like, I just bought a new pair of jeans for a lot of money. Like, oh no, like <laughs> now in the future, I, I'll be more aware of that and, and just use what I have. Like I, I have way too much stuff. So just get rid of stuff, put it toward good use. And then just turn off the lights. Remember, everybody, like you can do this. You can you can incorporate charity into your life. And I think it'll invite more love into your life, too. I mean, that's what charity means. And just giving of yourself and looking outward. Any last words, Seema? Um, yeah, I don't. I guess I do want to say something at the end. Uh, I don't want people to feel like they're bad people if they're not doing all of that or if they've done, you know, things that are contrary to it in the past. Don't feel bad, please, because um, one of the points of all of this is to feel good about life and earth and yourself. <laughs> mm -hmm. So just plan to make a change, uh, research, know what you're doing, be conscious about 
everything you do, everything you eat, everything you buy, be more conscious and, and yeah, and you'll be happier. (laughs) Yeah. And she lives that and she is so happy and she's so good at what she's talking about. So Seema, thank you for your example and thank you for sharing your wisdom. I learned so much and I cannot wait to, to talk about this more with other people and, and, and be more charitable and start putting some money into that. So again, thank you so much, Seema. And thank you for having me. As we say in Russian, до свидания. До свидания. Пока-пока. Пока. Bye, everyone. See you next week.